All right, Sunday night, 7 o'clock time for the Sports Phone here on KZYX. Jerry hanging out in Portland. I'm in my office, my nice little heated office, and back in the studio after two weeks away on, yeah, I think we'll call it vacation, away on vacation. Jim is back at the controls in the studio. Jim, welcome back. Oh, I sure am, boy. Boy, two weeks off the Sports Phone, I you know, a lot of times I think things, oh, that, that seemed to go really fast. But, jeez, this one seemed like it was forever. So you you started in, take me through, not necessarily the the events that you attended. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, what, I, what I'm more interested in is take me through the in the last two weeks, everywhere you had to go to get to your final destination. Real, real quick, I just went over this with, with your mom. Um, I I left Comchi, drove to Santa Rosa, got in an airplane Santa Rosa to to L.A. Another airplane L.A. to Charlotte, North Carolina. Another airplane from Charlotte, North Carolina, to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Rented a car, drove the car from Pittsburgh to Buffalo during one of the sports phone episodes. And I talked to you from the from the road going from Pittsburgh, um, going from Pittsburgh to Buffalo. Went to see my mom for four days in the Buffalo area. Kept that rental car. Drove the rental car to Philadelphia for for your mom's uh, family event. Left there. Um, got an Uber to the Philadelphia airport. Flew, flew from Philadelphia to Dallas, and then Dallas back to Santa Rosa, got in the car and drove back to Comchi. It's just an amazing example of, like, we both love that the Santa Rosa airport exists. It's made travel so much easier. Oh. Uh, but the minute you leave, like, the West Coast, this it, it becomes a process. Like, as soon oh. as you're not going Santa Rosa to Portland, Santa Rosa to la santa rosa to phoenix as soon as you start going too far east time, that's when it gets a little bit involved the time changes yeah. the driving the, it's the it's just it, it just gets crazy anyway um i heard a lot of good things about vince yeah. t- taking my place on the sports phone do i i, I pass this one guy in mendo it's funny uh, i guess this happens to me a lot more than you you don't normally walk down the streets of of Milwaukee, and people tell you that, uh, that that they're regular listeners. I wish. I'm walking down. I didn't know this guy. Um, he said he called once, but I, I, I didn't recognize his voice. I know him very well. I've known him for 15, 20 years. And he, and he said, oh, Vince was pretty good on the sports phone. And I was like, really? You listen to the sports phone? Because, yeah, I, I never miss it. I love it. And and I said, you never call? He said, no, I never call, but that's, that's, that's what it's all about. It's great entertainment. And he said, "Are you are you done? Vince was really good. Vince and Jerry, are, are you, are you going to be back?" And I was like, "Geez, he didn't say me miss me or anything. He just <laughs> he just asked me if I was finished." <laughs> oh yeah, that's something we we talk about. Just how like I I always enjoy when we do have guests on the show. Like when I'm out and you do it with Vince or somebody else, or when you're out, I do it because it does. It, the, the concept of the show stays the same, but it is a little bit different. We have our own little takes and twists on how we interact with the other people that do the show with us when yeah. one of us is unavailable. It, it adds a nice kind of twist to it, nice little wrinkle. And I, twist I think it. it's really, and, and again, I'm, I, I'm I'm guessing, unless he forgot it's Sunday night, um, I'm guessing we'll hear from Vince, but 
Um, I think it's a really good thing now that we both have a substitute when we can't make it. And uh, that's something I was going to talk to you about is uh, Christmas night is a Sunday the 25th. So I think <laughs> put, put that in your back pocket. I'm, we're going to be in Portland. I hate to miss a sports phone version. Oh, uh, we'll have to, yeah, we'll have to discuss I mean, a sports off, bar, sports yeah, we'll bar. Have to, we'll have yeah. to discuss that off off the air um, yep. and, and figure some stuff out. Welcome, everybody, to the show. Uh, so for new listeners to the Sports Phone, uh, Sports Phone is an open forum sports talk show. Uh, Jim and I are big sports fans. We spent probably the last, I don't know, 90 minutes prior to the show getting ready for the show talking about sports in some uh, different, fan, in different way, shape, or form. Uh, and so we'd like to spend this one hour a week opening up the phone lines here on KZYX and letting you, the listening audience, talk about anything you would like to talk about going on in the world of sports. This can be professional, high school, college, rec league, uh, controversies, topics, news stories, anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Uh, Jim and I want to hear about it. We want to give you the opportunity to let your voice be heard on the topics going on in the world of sports. So we're looking forward to getting the phone lines opened up at 707 895-2448. That's the the number to call if you want to chat about sports in any way, shape, or form. Jim, I'm happy to have you back. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Let's get rolling. Let's just get right into it here. I have a quiz question uh, for you. Um, I kind of left it open-ended which one I was going to choose from the list because I wasn't 100% sure up until maybe the last second uh, which one I was going to choose. Didn't you you pick a... Soccer one in honor of the World Cup? Well, I started with a basketball one in honor of the NBA just being going on. Then I thought about doing a soccer one. Then I hesitated. So I think I'm going to stick with the soccer one because I think it's the, the best question. Um, but for listeners that are new to the show, uh, every week Jim and I present a sports phone uh, trivia question that we open up the lines for you, the listener, to take a guess at if you know the answer. Jim's got the bell ready to go if you get the correct answer. There's no rules. Uh, no honor system about not looking up answers or anything like that. I think looking things up is a skill. So if you know the answer or are able to find the answer, you can give us a call. The question I am looking for the answer for today is I would like to know what the record is for red cards given in a soccer game, in a professional soccer game. Uh, that's it. I would like to know how many red cards were given. I wish there, uh, what, what I, the record is. I wish there was a red card in basketball. Well, I guess there is a red card in basketball. Explaining the red card is this is a penalty. You get that card, you're out, right? Yes. You're, yes, you're, out, you're out. Yep, you're out. And and the other thing about it is unlike fouling out in a game like basketball, if you're unfamiliar with soccer, you don't get to replace someone that gets a red card. You're not, it's basically like being on a permanent power play. To make a hockey analogy, uh, it's you're now playing 10, 11 on ten. If you get, if you are the recipient of a red card, you are a man down. So I would like to know what the record is for the most red cards ever given in a match in in soccer. So and if, I believe I believe this is in a FIFA sanctioned professional soccer event. And explain so like it, not some random. If you random didn't game if somewhere. you didn't say it this clear, you get a red card, you're kicked out. No one can take your place. Correct. Yes. So if there's if there's ten red cards in a game. You're playing with less people, right? Correct. Yes. This is what I'd like yes. to see in basketball. Yes. When you're when you're kicked out, I'd like to see you have to play with less people, like 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 hockey. It's sort of like hockey. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 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 In in a way, for sure. So that's our quiz question. Um. So give us a call if you know the answer or want to take a stab at it. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. That's the number to call. Um. 
Jim, there's some local sports stories. Uh, normally, when we get into the local sports stuff, uh, it's more kind of about like, hey, this game's going on, or this, you know, this and that type thing. Um, there was more of a local news story that I thought was was interesting that you wanted to talk about a little bit. Uh, so I'll go ahead and hand it back to you. I think that's a good starting point for kind of local act, winter act, sports. There's actually two of them, sort of co- combination announcements, uh, opinion. Of, about the announcements, and then one just very exciting uh, classic Mendo versus Fort Bragg story. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, I saw in the AVA today, that's called the Anderson Valley Advertiser. It's a local paper here in, in uh, the Anderson Valley, and uh, it's been going on for a long, long time. They're always supporters of and followers are the, the Redwood Classic, known as one of the longest-standing, biggest, I don't know, it, it's a funny little catch term, biggest small school basketball tournament in the world, that kind of thing, or in the country. But it's gone on for over 50 years and all. Took a big hiatus because started with COVID, and then... Um, and so it was off for at least two years. I don't know the exact numbers here, Jared, so don't call me on it. But it's approximately sure, sure. that we were, the Rebel Classic didn't happen for at least two years because of COVID. And then there was a new athletic director that right after COVID, literally right after or maybe during COVID, that just said, no, nah, I'm not doing that Rebel Classic. That's a, that's a huge venture, and, and we're not ready for it yet. Now there's a new AD, and I saw a little announcement in the Valley People section uh, by Bruce Anderson saying the Redwood Classic uh, is going to be brought back this year by John Tui, the athletic director for Anderson Valley. And the difference is he's going to come back slow. It's always been a, a very high, highly skilled um, bringing in teams from the Bay Area and Santa Rosa and Marin and Oakland and Eureka. It's it's always brought in 16 boys-only teams from... All over the state, really. I heard once there was somebody came from South Carolina, even. There were teams that came from Oregon every now and then. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And and they're bringing it back this year. He called it in the newspaper, we're going to start with a half classic, which a half classic means eight boys teams. And and then if, if, if everyone starts rolling, they get it going again, and it's all successful as it ever was. Um, then they're going to come back. They say they're going to come next year with a format of the 16-team boys Redwood Classic. Yep. Uh, we don't have, just to jump in real quick, I wish we did. I looked as hard as I could. We don't have a list of teams, um, but it is, it's going to be the, it's the weekend of December 1st. Whatever weekend revolves around that, that's what we were able to figure out the weekend. It's always been um, the, the weekend. I can say it. Go ahead. Always been the weekend after Thanksgiving or the first weekend of December. Right, right. And, you know, I I, uh, I heard it was coming back, and um, I always had some issues with the Rebel Classic. Like, um, you never knew if you're going to play two games. I mean, I, I've, been, I've coached um, in the Mendocino Unified District for about 17 years, if you count middle school and rec leagues and, and youth youth basketball. And so I followed the Rebel Classic. Jeez. I'd say for half of its time, at least 25 years that I've been here, I, I've known the Rebel Classic was going on. I played in it, I coached in it a bunch of times. And some of the faults of it, in my opinion, the 16-team tournament that was very well run, but some of the things that I didn't like about it uh, were that you never knew if you're going to play two games or four games. And that was hard to schedule the rest of your season, knowing you might play two and you might play four. Usually like to get your schedule set early. And then um, the fact that it's all boys is, I think, 
is a non-trending is that is that a fair statement here a non-trending um issue for tournaments um well especially for new tournaments um like the fort bragg Vernon private tournament is very successful they have 16 teams but they have um eight boys eight girls and the same with the Pescadero Small School. Eight boys, eight girls. Uh, the Geyserville Tournament, eight boys, eight girls. Potter Valley, Potter Valley, the same. All the ones that I know of, that's the route they're going nowadays. And um, I was sort of surprised to hear the Rebel Classic maybe going back to all 16 teams, um, all boys. So those are the two main issues I have with it. And um, it'll be interesting to see if they do make any changes. Um, obviously, they're only doing eight teams this year. Um, you got anything on that, Chair? I just know it's tricky to, one, organize a tournament. I would imagine it's even trickier to bring one back. Uh, like, just from the logistical standpoint of you can decide, and then you pick a weekend, and then you say, okay, now we need teams, and then we've got to coordinate this and that. So I, 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 uh, I'm excited that it's coming back. It was a huge part of my life growing up. I got to play in it. Uh, I, I hope that whatever... Mm format they choose to to go for i just hope it can become stable again and it can become part of the area because it was always a really fun tournament to be to, to that was held in an area that for a, that you wouldn't expect it to be held in oh it, it, was, um, it was special as far as yeah. small school talent i mean yeah. branson would come up here with their boys team and and play their first three games of their season here yeah. Win eighty to ten, seventy to fourteen, and and maybe have a good game in the in the semis and in, in the finals, but uh, and then go on to win the state championship. I mean, yeah. it was that kind of high level teams coming here, and um, there was some highlights in the modern years, the last ten years, where Cloverdale would have a good couple players and they would compete a little bit. And I always liked those years in the well, more like 20 years ago when round Valley would show up before it became a really, really high level tournament. Round Valley would show up with a bunch of runners and gunners and oh, no, you're thinking of Hoopa Hoopa. Oh, that's right. right. You're Hoopa, thinking yeah. of Hoopa. Yeah. Actually very similar style of basketball. 707, eight, nine, five, two, four, four, eight. We're taking calls now. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. So th that was uh, that's the Rebel Classic. Yeah, it's coming back. It's it, it, again. I, I think what form it takes and those types of things we will see. But I'm glad that they have eight teams. I'm glad they're running. They're they're running that tournament. Uh, I'm still very jealous of that jacket that you have uh, from the Rebel Classic. It's one of the nicer. I have jackets. It's such a nice jacket. I've I've, I I've got thing. jackets, sweatshirts, pullovers, all kinds of stuff. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Hi there. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, My favorite caller. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something else that I read about in the AVA recently, and I was so pleased by the resolution. I think it was their soccer team, that, um, Anderson Valley, I mean, uh, Boonville soccer team. But at any rate, whatever league was controlling it said, uh, $15 for adults, and you can only pay on your phone, and you have to bring your phone along, and that's that's your admission. Right. Well, I hate to say it, but there's a lot of us who are not in that realm, and the and it was $15 for adults, and the Anderson Valley Superintendent of Schools wrote to the league and said, we're not doing that. First of all, 
our parents get to go to all our students' games, and they don't have fifteen dollars a piece for adults. And second of all, not everybody has a phone like that. So we're going to do it differently. And the league capitulated, and they changed the prices, and they changed the admission structure, which I see right on. Yeah, Miss Miss Simpson put her foot down on that one, and yeah, I, yeah. I don't think I don't think she was as successful of lowering the prices as she was saying. Really, we got people here with cash. We're not turning them away. <laughs> she, I I I don't know what arrangement was made, but I'm under the impression that parents of players were not asked to pay fifteen bucks for each adult. But I could be wrong about that. No, but they, at they, any rate, somebody spoke up and said this is not right. And it isn't right. It isn't right. First of all, not everybody has a, a super phone that does those sorts of things, and not everybody has money like that. So that's all I have to add to the conversation yeah. about sports in Redwood Valley. I mean, in uh, Anderson Valley. Well, thanks for the call. It might be you, but the phones are ringing off the hook. Yeah. Well, good. All right. Carry on. Hello, you're on the air. Hello, caller. Whoa. Hello, you're on the air. 707-895-2448. Please give a call right back. Hello, yeah, you're on the air. Oh, Hello, caller. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Jerry, can you hear me? Yeah, we're good. We're good. Caller, you're on the air. Phones. Hello, can you hear me? I can. Good. Hello, who is it? Jim, we didn't didn't have any of these issues with Eddie and Rich running the board. What's going on? (laughs) It's not me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Yeah, you're good. You're good, Vince. You're still there. Uh, he might not be. Hold on. Oh, no. Hello, you're on the air? Jim, you're hanging up on me, buddy. <laughs> it's not me. He's, he's, <laughs> mad that you're, he's mad that you tried to take his spot, Vince. I'm trying to make, oh, trying to make you look bad. I'm, I'm trying to come in here and tell you how your handsome voice is like a warm blanket. And it makes me feel good. Huh. You're, I'm so you're, happy to have you back on the radio. Your connection's a little bad. If you can get in a better place, do it. If not, I think we'll get by here. Yeah, it was uh, it was so nice to uh, to have you carry on when I was gone, Vince. Anytime. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it is, it is kind of echoey. I can hear myself speak. So uh, I'll, I'll call back. Okay. He's going to try once more. Let's see. Yep. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Um. You know, Jim. What I was gonna say while while we're waiting to see if if, if he gets back on. Um, I'm assuming that that caller was referring to playoff for the playoffs. It, no, it is. It is. It, it is the playoffs. Yeah, that, would, that's always been just real quick. To, I want to get get that thought out. That's always that's always been a really like. Dicey might be the wrong word, but it's always been a touchy subject in the in the area where nobody charges for admission out here, especially for something like soccer, where you're not like going into a contained space, but you, then you get into the playoffs, and the 
the the the overarm or like overarm body of California sports is forcing you to charge for admission. That it's always been like a weird thing that happens in the playoffs. And and that's, that's you know a lot a lot of schools have gotten away from. I even heard that Anderson Valley is getting away from charging anything at any sporting events. Right. They, right. they yeah. think they will get more people there. They'll do better with concessions. Yada yada mm-hmm. yada. Absolutely. But then you step into playoffs, and the over the, the overseeing body. Vince, are you there? I am. The overseeing the over. Let me finish. The overseeing body is the NCS National North Coast section, who is a, a you know a subsection of um, California Interscholastic Federation. My only defense for them, Jer and Vince, you know this too, is that this is their form. Schools pay a little bit of dues to be in. And they do a lot to organize this whole thing. They send refs to these games. They send sure, sure, sure. they they send um, everything to these games. They make the playoffs happen. In my opinion, NCS makes does the playoffs really well. But the weird part is all of a sudden, you know, Mendo parents, Potter Valley parents, um, Anderson Valley parents are going somewhere where they're used to watching their kids play. You know, they pay their taxes, they go to watch their kids play, and all of a sudden it's $15 to walk onto the soccer field. So it is a little bit of a shock. Yeah. Vince, that's all I got, Vince. Welcome back. Uh, can you hear me better? Oh, that's real. Yes. A lot better. Oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah. so I, I agree. Uh, especially with the gas prices now. Exactly. Traveling yeah. as far as you have to travel to see a game. That's, that's you know, you have 15 more dollars, that's a lot. So you guys hear yeah. Me? yeah. Oh, good. So I, I yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, you know, I was just I was putting my thoughts together there. Yeah, it's 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 bizarre. Yeah, and I I'm with Jim though. I I get why they charge, but it's just really weird in this area, especially where you don't nobody deals with it until you know you get to the last three two three games of the season and you get into the playoffs. Yep. <clears throat> phones are well, phones uh, are still ringing. Vince, let's give you a shot here. Oh. What do you got? You know, what do you got? Well, I, I wanted to talk about Qatar. Oh yeah! Uh, all right. Well, let, <laughs> so, let's get before, it started. Let's get well, it. Hang on. B- before before Vince talks about Qatar, can I give everyone? Can I give you guys what my plan is for the World Cup? First yeah. of all, explain what Qatar is, and then what's your plan <laughs> for the World Cup? And caller, please hold on. Listen to us. And, and um, not you, Vince. I, I someone on hold. I thought it was going to be quick, but I think we should get this World Cup stuff out, and then we'll get to you next caller. Go ahead, Jer. Okay. So Qatar to put everything together for listeners if they're if they haven't been keeping an eye on things Qatar is the host nation for the 2022 World Cup which started today uh, on the men for the men's World Cup uh, Qatar lost their their game the the host nation always plays one day before the rest of the the tournament starts they lost today to Ecuador uh, but the World Cup's officially underway the U S plays tomorrow at 11. Uh, I plan to be super excited and hopeful from 11 to about 11.30. Uh, I'm imagining by 11.30, I'll be banging my head against the wall in frustration like I always, like what always comes to me when it comes to the World Cup. That's my plan. That's my World Cup plans. Well, good uh, enough. <laughs> what, what were you going to bring up, Vince? There's a lot of controversy around Qatar. Well, uh, one of their biggest sponsors, Budweiser. They announced 48 hours before the first game they will not allow beer sales in the stadium. They don't allow a lot of things in Qatar. 
No, the, the, the other big controversy is uh, LGBTQ people need to be very aware of no public displays of affection. It's against the law, right? Yes, holding hands is fine, but hugging and kissing is not. Do they actually write and that down in the law? That's what I'm reading. But what they're allowing, what they're going to be generous enough to allow. Boy, and and that's that's, jeez. There's a lot of huggers in the United States. There'd be a lot of people that were in, yeah. that would be in jail for life if they went to Qatar. Well, that was the other thing. Is I was reading another little sidebar one about bringing drugs into Qatar. You can get the death penalty for drugs like cocaine or heroin. Jeez. I'm not sure how bad cannabis would be, but thinking about Brittany Griner in Russia, this sounds like even more extreme. Hmm. Yeah, and, and and this goes to the backdrop for Qatar hosting the World Cup that has yeah. been going on since it was announced that Qatar was going to host the World the World Cup. Like the the beer thing is is I think the the funniest or the most like amusing yeah. part of of their like saga as hosts of the World Cup. But you go back to there's like corruption and and there's debate about how they were able to host it in the first place. Like what yeah. backdoor deals happened to to even get that. The there's been reports and stories about the work conditions because Qatar had to basically from the ground up build the stadiums, the infrastructure, the hotels. They built a new subway system to prepare for this. There's been really a lot of stories about the work conditions. You have yeah. the the stuff Jim just mentioned about kind of like the the culture of Qatar when it comes to things like you know gay rights and things like that. So. This has been a really an ongoing thing with Qatar hosting the World Cup. Uh, the beer part, like I like I mentioned, is just it's the it's most it's it's the yeah. easiest to talk about because it's it it doesn't get into kind of like, like world world politics as much as as some of the other ones. I could I could watch soccer without a beer. I don't think I could eat Thai food without a beer. But but I, I could watch soccer without a beer. You know, this is rare, Jer, and you can yell at me later if we have to. I am going to put Vince on hold for a second. I have promised the guy that he could get on the show. I want to see if he's still there. He's been waiting for about five minutes. Vince, can you hold for a second? Yep. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Yeah, hi. Well, actually, I was really going to talk about the World Cup, but you guys stole my thunder. <laughs> Great. So, but, again, uh, and also, I could be wrong. I think, I think it's pronounced... Cutter, I've heard I've heard both ways. Though, so I don't know. What did I? Um, yeah, anyways, I've, I've, yeah, I've heard. I sort of piggyback on the earlier well. conversation about uh, charging for uh, high school sporting events. Yeah, Elvin Willits, and again, we haven't charged for any sport for a number of years. It absolutely does create uh, more turnout. Uh, you know, between you know, with parents and anyone else who wants to come, and that's the positive because again, a lot of those people want to see their boys and girls participate. That's a positive. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know about the economics of it for smaller districts, but uh, you know, again, a, I think not charging for events should be the norm. Um, I can't, I, you know, I don't know the reality of how it's done in, in across the county. Uh, last thing I just want to add on is that I, you know, I used to live in Potter, and I went to the Potter Valley tournament for years, and it was a great atmosphere. And those sort of basketball tournaments. Uh, are just a blast, and so I really, I really applaud them trying to bring it back 
Anderson Valley. And so, that's what I have to say. So thank you. Alrighty. Yeah, absolutely. No, I appreciate it. Um, no, to, to comment on the to go back to the middle one, the the admissions part, just for a second, Jim. Like, just to kind of the the idea of it bringing in a better crowd. Just the logic of it for me in, in that perspective is this idea that, like, okay, who's going to come watch a high school sporting event, right? Basketball, football, whatever. The, the parents are are the default, right? The parents are going to come watch the game. It's the most, outside, yeah. It's the most. It's the core, the parents and the students. But when you get outside of parents and students, incentivizing, you know, just the, the people that live in the town to go watch a high school sports game and cheer them on, it's a lot easier if you can present it as this is free instead of being like, yeah, come cheer on this team. It's 10 bucks to get in the door when they could go, you know, buy a burger instead for 10 bucks kind of thing. Yeah, so, I, I, I didn't, yeah, I, I think it's a huge way to incentivize turnout at, at sporting events. I didn't get a chance, Jared, to ask that guy. I wanted to, but he, he sort of got off pretty, pretty quick. Um, um, did he say that he's gone to a Willits playoff game and, and ran into these high prices? Did he complain about no, that? No, we, did, we didn't get clarification on yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't part. get a chance. We got um, one of our long-term coaches, Tim Anderson, chiming in here on text. He thinks the students should at least get in for free. He thinks it's, I think he, Tim has always said it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and and they have switched over in Fort Bragg as well. I, I this first I've heard this. Um, um, everyone's I, I know. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me sorry, let me finish. Yeah, um, everyone's everyone walks into every sporting event in Fort Bragg. There's a donation jar, so that that's actually I'll, I'll bet you that's that's not a bad idea. We still have a call. I, Vin, Vince, are you still there? Uh, I am. Go ahead, Jerry. Finish, and then I, I've got. Well, a, I was just going to say at the at big sport level, like in in the schools that I was coaching at last year, the, in in Oregon, yeah, um, when you get into the playoffs, the school basically would cover the charge of the students, if oh, not if, if, if there was charge, you know. But yeah. then there's a lot more money involved at that level than you know than small small schools like we're talking about. It got a little crazy there, and and I feel like Vince brought up, and what are we saying? Cutter or Qatar? Jerry, come on, give me. Give, I, think I have heard it pronounced both ways. Yeah, I think it's Cutter. But huh. um, it's it, been three years since they charged money in in um, in Fort Bragg. Let's stay, let's, wow. Stay, let's stay on topic. Here, stay on topic. Okay, so back. so yeah. Vince, you brought up the the World Cup. Let's let you get let you uh, say what you want to say about that again. Well, I, that's a pretty good topic we were talking about there of like these schools allowing people to get in for free. I love it. It encourages better concessions too. So. That's yeah. That that's what that's what um one of the um um that's what that's what the superintendent of AV said is say that they're going to get more ki- people there and they make more money on the uh, the concessions. Absolutely. Well, but, and to go back to Cutter, I, I agree, Jerry. I think FIFA is about to get rung through the court system. Tons of, of, of lawsuits are going to be run against them for billions of dollars. That organization will be lucky to continue running international soccer. Yeah, uh, I, I, um, I would. There's I, here's my guess, Vince, and you know I'm a pessimist. There'll be an investigation. A few people will be fined. Nothing will happen. Just because FIFA has such a chokehold on the international soccer world, I, I just don't know who's there to break that up. Like who's gonna do that? No, you're right. Yeah, 
it's just a bummer because that, that never should have happened. Now we're seeing the repercussions of it. You look at the the, the uh, what do they set up? All those little mini homes for people visiting or whatever, like little trailers, basically. Right. Have you seen Have you seen those? I I've, I heard about them, but I did I, I did not yeah. see them. And and no, I would argue also. Or go ahead, Vince. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I see. The whole thing's a nightmare. It's just it's just yeah. silly. Well, and, and the reason it gets so silly is like you look at the the list of countries that have hosted the World Cup, um, and and Qatar is a weird outlier for a lot of reasons. Like here are the countries that bid on the World Cup for 2022: Australia, Japan, South Korea, Qatar, and the United States. Like if if you had to pick one that doesn't belong in that list for whatever reasons. I think Qatar is fair to say like they're the one that doesn't belong in that list. Um, and then you look at like who has hosted the World Cup that have won the bids. Again, if you look at this list, Qatar is a bizarre outlier, not because of the fact that they're in Asia or because they're in the Middle East, but just the makeup of the country is is really bizarre. And that's where you got all the kind of the corruption stuff. So, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's. Yeah, someone it might get fired. Someone might lose their job, but but I I don't think that FIFA unravels because of it. Yeah, I um, agree. FIFA's FIFA's pretty entrenched. Yeah, those I, organizations be big and strong. I mean, so so really really quick though to to change subjects because I feel like someone else has got to get in here. Jim, you ever see a snowstorm like this in Buffalo where they had to move a football game? I've been through many snowstorms like this in in Buffalo, and, and I mean, I, I grew up there, and yeah. it's, it's called just so people know, it's called lake effect snow. It like it, you can a storm comes in, it would be like it raining two inches in in Mendo, and then because you're near a lake, let's say Clear Lake, um, it would la- rain. Um, 10 inches in Lakeport, just because they're near a lake. Obviously, that's not the, the case for, for ours. I'm just giving an example. It's only an hour drive from Buffalo to my hometown of Jamestown, and they could get, we, we they would get four feet in Buffalo, and we'd get, you know, four inches, uh, six inches in Jamestown. It's this weird, um, the lake hasn't frozen yet, and it's this weird moisture coming off the lake. It's similar to fog, I think, but it, it turns into snow. And well, it is just, there's so, so much. I think, I mean, I was joking to Jerry. I said, we used to shovel off four feet of snow and play basketball outside when I was a kid. Right. And and the idea that they're canceling a football game goes so against the, it was always the sport that doesn't matter. We're playing no matter what. Right. And, but, you know, when we look about this, this one was bad. It, it, um, I think there's other issues nowadays. There's more insurance involved. And and yeah. not only could they, the players couldn't get there, the, the fans couldn't get there. They just predicted. I mean, what if the whole storm would have fell apart and there was, wasn't was much snow? Uh, they would have ended up in Detroit anyways. I don't know, it was sort of weird. Growing up in Buffalo, it just seemed sort of weird. Yeah, that's, I was curious. Yeah. What do you got? Well, is there any any more details? Vince, you're still echoing a lot. Uh, listen up. Yeah, give... yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get off again. I'll let you guys go. If I can try to call back a little. Thank you. Thanks, Vince. So Jerry... what I was gonna say, Jim, about this. So for context, because we jumped into that a little bit uh, without background for it. So 
because of the weather in Buffalo this weekend, the NFL moved the Bills, uh, oh, who was it? Bills Browns game that was supposed to be in Buffalo. It got moved to Detroit uh, because of field con- and, and not because of field conditions. I would say because of city conditions. And I say um, because, because of stadium conditions. Right, right. But the thing that was really funny about that, to go to your point about how you use that rain example of how you might get two inches here and 12 inches over there, there was a side-by-side comparison that I saw on on Twitter. Really? Where the Bills played was a mess. Six feet of snow on on the field. I'm assuming it was across the city at University of Buffalo. Yeah. Their football field looked basically normal. I, I believe that are the Bills still in Orchard Park? Yes, I believe they yeah. they are. Yeah, that's my mom. So they they might be not be directly in Buffalo. No, they're in Orchard Park, and and that's known for a lot of snow. My mom said Orchard sure. Park just got just got hammered. Yeah, but that was crazy. My favorite part of that was, and I sent you a couple videos of this, Jim, and and any any listeners that want to see some some feel good moments. Uh, there were fans of the Bills uh, who knew like. Their neighbor was a was a player for the Buffalo Bills uh-huh, that were helping the players shoveling the snow so they could get out of their driveway and things like that, and that was great. That was that was really really funny to see. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, it, that's a really good community out there in terms of. It, it's football. funny when I think back of those, you know, those snowstorms are always during basketball season for me, you know, and 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 before basketball, I was a little bit of a skier, so the snow was always a big deal when when I was from, but. When I think back on it, of a big storm like this, it's never, oh, what a hassle that was. Oh, they couldn't play the football game. We had to cancel the basketball game. All that totally gets overridden by schools closed, and we're going outside and playing in the snow. <laughs> we, we played, yep, yep. We, and, and again, this I, I, I'm talking about sports here. We played football where... You'd step in to your waist, and if you can picture playing tackle football, where you're run, you set up a field and you're taking a couple steps, and the the snow's going above your knees on every step, and someone's catching up to you and tackling you in that stuff. I mean, yeah. it's just it was priceless, and yeah, and and the fun we had in the snow. As compared to the hassle it was, I don't remember the hassles. I remember the fun. And because of who I am, most of that was was uh, was around sports. Yeah, and I think the players would have enjoyed it. I, I, I think it goes back to what we talked about where the logistics of 80,000 people congregating in one super snowy area and then exiting is just a recipe for insurance and like a lawsuit or something oh, that happened. It's just way too many safety issues. I, I get why the game got moved from, from that perspective. How about this? 1902, this day. What is a day today? November uh, it is the November 20th. 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 <clears throat> Boy, it's a Sunday before Thanksgiving, Jer. Yeah. Uh, November 20th. Gio Lefebvre. I'm gonna, that's not a very good French accent, <laughs> is it? Gio Lefebvre. And, and André Desgrange. That sounded more Italian. In 1902, on this day, November 20th, they, and then all it says here is the idea and the Tour de France was created. It doesn't say it was the first Tour de France. It says the idea was created. Don't know what that means, but heck. 
uh, any of our any any of our uh, bicycle enthusiasts. We've had a few call in. Um, this is the day they created the World World Cup. I mean, sorry, the Tour de France. Um, Nineteen twenty-eight is another one. The first day of the Boston Garden. Oh, I talk. Oh, about you don't want to. You don't want to know why the. The, the the Tour de France was created. Oh, I forgot. I had you on the other end of yeah, the line. Yeah, I got you. Got me on the other end of here. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. So it, so uh, it was created by the editor of Le Auto, which I'm assuming <laughs> is some sort of newspaper. It was it was made as a way to increase sales and publicize that newspaper. The Tour de France. Yeah. Uh, you lost me here. I thought it was a bike race. It, it was a bike race, but it was it was cre the idea was created from what I'm reading here by the cycling reporter and the editor of oh. this newspaper as a way yeah. to publicize it and then publicize the paper. Boy, that's that, my read on this. At that's least. come a long way. I, yeah. I like in 1928 on November 20th, this day in 1928, Boston Garden opened up for the first time, and I would have guessed it was the Celtics, but. I don't even know if the Celtics were around in 1928, but the um, the Bruins lose two to one to the Montreal Canadiens the first day in Boston Garden. Uh, no, um, they lost one nothing. Yeah. Uh, 1934 in this day. The, and, and this is something that I brought this one up, Jared, because I want to know the history. And I know now I know you've got you on the other line. Uh, I can't get this guy's name very well. It, it's a very hard to pronounce Japanese name because Lou Gehrig hit a home run and the United States won one nothing in 1934 in the USA versus Japan all-star game now my question is why aren't we still watching a usa versus japan all-star baseball game that would be awesome i would imagine the reason we're not is because the best players from japan are now in the major leagues and at that time in the 30s it probably was not the case that's my guess. Yeah, but, yeah, but we, we do that with the World Cup. People go off and play with other teams. We well, do there, is a, there is a baseball World Cup. But we, we, what I'm saying is we do that with the Olympics. People go off and play in other leagues, and then when they come back and play for the United States, why can't we have one all-star game where they take anyone that was born in America... Oh, I see what you're saying. ...U.S. citizen. It doesn't have to be all major league major league baseball players just a, a united states all-star team because you know what what's the guy's name that pitches and bats both ways and what oh otani otani he would obviously even though he plays for the U, uh, usa major leagues he would play for he played for japan okay he is from japan Good i'm pretty I, sure he's from japan yeah okay and the but last I, one I mean, he, again the, there is a baseball world cup that happens that is this it's just there's just not a one-off all-star game just usa versus japan Right. Maybe in 1934 they were the only teams that really, really were good in baseball. Is that fair to say? You think? I think in the 1930s, this is a guess. There were not a lot of Japanese players in the majors, and and the Japanese leagues were looked at as like the the other really good world league in the world for baseball. Huh. Seven zero seven. Yes, I don't know all the seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. We had some pretty interesting conversations here. Um, I'd like to hear more people's take on should the whole world be protesting? 
Now I, now I can't think of how to say the name uh, of the city. Qatar. Qatar. <laughs> it's, it's a country. It's not country, a country. Country. Right. Um, Qatar because of their political stance on gays, lesbians, and and beer. <laughs> um, or or yeah, sh- or should we let it go for the sake of sport? You know, that's a whole other issue, Jer. Do we just say forget the politics? Uh, is that even possible anymore? Uh, I think in something like the World Cup, it's especially hard to do that. To say, um, to say let let but, politics but again. I, I make yeah. I you know yes. I think it's but again. I, I make the point that like if you go back and look at the list of countries that have hosted or bid to host the World Cup, they're not countries that like don't have their problems. But there's never been one again that's this outlier like like yeah. Guitars. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the beer thing is is really fascinating um, for a lot of reasons because Budweiser is such a huge sponsor of the World Cup. They said they were going to do it, or Qatar said they were going to allow beer. Then two days before the tournament started, they changed their mind. Uh, I could only here's here's something interesting, Jim. I could only come up with one a major sporting event that does not allow alcohol. Hmm. High, um, beyond high school, you mean? No. Well, no. I beyond high school would not be a fair answer. There's one major internationally televised sporting event that does not allow alcohol. There's only one that I was able to find. I don't think it's the Dart Championship. Nope. <laughs> it's the Little League World Series. Oh, that's right. Yeah, like because my, my thought was maybe college sports doesn't allow it, but that's on a college-by-college college basis in, in the United States. There's no rule that says you can or can't sell alcohol. D1 football, um, are you saying there's no, there might not be alcohol at these d1 football games with sixty thousand people the college can choose whether or not to sell alcohol 707-895-2448 tell us about uh what you think guitar um i think this is a fascinating um story i'm I'm glad our uh one of our favorite callers the first caller of the night brought it up i wanted to bring up the, the fact that um schools are starting to protest against ncs charges so much to uh get in a game um I still, I still can defend that, and and um, yeah, from a from a money yeah, standpoint, you, you yeah. know, NCS has to make their money. Like they have to pay because the, they have to pay the travel for these teams, so they've got to make their money back to pay the travel costs. They paid, they paid hotels things. for us when we traveled. Mm-hmm. They paid gas money. They paid for the referees. They paid for everything, and they. They also have to pay for their people that run the show. So yeah. this is one of their income sources. Besides advertising, it's one of the income sources. So, yeah. Um, Speaking of playoffs, not to go all the way back to the beginning of the show real quick, I had one playoff announcement uh, that I wanted to make sure we got to. Uh, this coming um, on the twenty on the 26th, so that would be a week from yesterday, on Saturday the 26th, uh, Clear Lake High School is heading down to Rancho Catate High School to play uh, in their in their division's championship game for football. Uh, they're going down to play St. Vincent from Petaluma. Again, that's a 7 o'clock kickoff uh, at Rancho Catate High School, so it's at a neutral site, what are and the, that will be on the 26th. What are the two seeds? How do they do with the seeding? Uh, one versus two. Oh, that's the way it should be. Hello, caller. You're on the air. I'm going to answer tonight's um, calling quiz. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. I was going to bring Before. it up in a second. Let, let's read. Seeing it's been 45 minutes, let's re, Jerry read the question and then caller go for it. Okay, so the question was: um, 
what is the record for the most red cards given in a single match for, for soccer? Uh, caller, you, you have an answer. Four. I'm going to okay. give you this right here. Hold on. That wasn't so even close, was it, Chair? It, it's, it, this is one of those ones that <laughs> I would almost argue it's a trick question in, uh-huh. in a certain way. Because, caller, I... What, where was? Did you have a specific match in mind, or were you just guessing the number four? Um, we'll see if I, if I echo. I'm, I may have now turned off my radio. You're you're echoing a little, but you're you're. Go ahead. We Go can ahead. hear you. I I did look it up. I was really curious. Um, uh, I've never seen a red card in a football match. Um, and I've, I've watched a fair number, and I thought huh. five would be would be really high. Sure. Anyway, I looked it up, and they claimed four for a FIFA between Portugal and Netherlands, two apiece. So, Jared. Okay, so that so that might have been a little misleading on my part when I said FIFA because it wasn't necessarily referring to international games like country versus country, just like in a FIFA-sanctioned league type type situation. Um, is more what I was referring to. Uh, so I might have been I might have led a little bit astray with that, and and like I said. This is. I would almost argue this is a trick question in 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 some ways. Jim, should I go ahead and give the answer? Uh, first of all, a red card is when you do a penalty in soccer. Call you know what a red card is, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and and you get a red card. It's like a double technical in in basketball. You're out of the game. You're you're done. But one one red card, I believe, is for a dangerous act or a really mean act. You're out of the game. And the interesting part about football or soccer is that no one can replace you i love that rule you just play without that player it's it's go ahead jared give the answer and say why it was a trick question yeah so so caller the the answer to this question is 36 oh my god no (laughs) this is again why i think i i think your answer is more reasonable because the trick question part of this is it was in 2011. It was a match between Claypool and Victoriano Arenas, or the two teams. A brawl broke out, and the referee just kicked everyone out. He gave every player on the team, on both teams, a red card. And they ended the game? The they ended the game. Okay, I'm... I'm, I'm um... but, officially, just, but officially, every player, starter and substitute, was given a red card for I'm, a total of 36. I'm saying this about your question tonight, Jer. Bogus? Yeah, bogus. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I've been called. I've been called out for a bogus question, so I'll, I'll own that one. I just thought it was a funny question. Interesting. So All everybody right. got thrown out. Yeah. Oh huh. uh, yeah. So the call- caller, welcome back, Jim. Right. Thanks. <laughs> um, I'm not supposed to mention names unless they they're That's given it. on the air. Thank you. <laughs> Um, it's, Tim, it's Tim from Moscow. Uh, anyway. that, I thought it was Tim from Moscow, but I, I, I've, I've, I've been trained properly by Al, Alice. Now, Alice, the, I'm, uh, and I'm going to correct. I'm going to correct you, Jim. It's Moscow, like Qatar. <laughs> it, say it again. How is it? Moscow, Moscow is Russia. That's in Russia. Moscow is in Idaho. Huh. I never heard the difference, and you always say it that way when you call. I I do. <laughs> I've been I've been trained um, by by the folks here in Moscow. They insist on it. 
<laughs> I love it. Huh. What else you got for us? Oh, did, did you hear the announcement? Because I, I, I very slyly said, you know, we have some bicycle experts um, about in 1902, the idea for the World Cup was invented. Is that what it was, Jerry? The idea or the creation of it? The World Cup, the Tour, Tour de France. Tour de France. Tour de France. Yeah, that was a little before my time, the beginning. <laughs> I, 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 I caught on about 1970, so... Huh. But someone sat around and said, let's have a Tour de France in 1902 on this day. I, I just can't yeah. imagine that conversation. Hmm. <laughs> All right. I, I, I could, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there had to be a day someone sat around and said, let's have a National Basketball Association. Yep. Yeah. All right, Tim. Carry on. Carry on. Oh, always Thanks, appreciate Tim. it. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. We got six minutes for calls, Chair. So we're we're calling it a bogus question this week. You got you got called out on that one. I don't, I don't know. Had I paid more attention to to uh, I I was really busy when you were you were. I didn't realize that everybody got. They just ended the game and they so the, I guess yeah, legally. Legally, you end the game by giving everyone a red card. I, I could see that. I, I could see how they would do I that. I promise. You know what next week's question is going to be. Next week's question, we go back to this is a good question. Next week is a good question. Do, 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 you, do you remember the high school game where that we walked off the court and never finished? I do. Yeah. I remember. So for, so for listeners for this one, uh, Jim was a coach, and I was playing in a game in my junior year. I don't even think we need to go into details of where it was or no, what if. happened, but <laughs> we we won a game because the referees ended the game. They walked out because they the yeah, whole school they, the whole school were <clears throat> were not being good sports. Is that a fair yeah. statement? That's that's fair. Is the refs just ended the game because of the environment that that was going on in the game? Yeah, and and, and it happened to me twice. Once as a player in college. In Montreal, and um, McGill University versus St. Lawrence University. I played for St. Lawrence, and the game got out of hand. <clears throat> and my coach, I mean, I, you know me, Jer. I don't really complain that much about referees, but this was dangerous. They were actually attacking and, and tackling people, and refs weren't calling fouls. It was like it was like people were getting checked in Montreal at a basketball game. And this is no exaggeration. Like it was a hockey check. Right, right. They were just taking people out. And, and it was the beginning of the year. It was a preseason game. And my coach just said, we're, we're out of here. We're going back to the... We had our own bus. And we got on the bus and we went back. Um, so it happened to me twice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Jim, you're back. You got your feet under you. Seemed like we picked up right, right where we uh, kind of left off. Uh, I got just trying to think. I got like, one. Uh, I got. We we don't have time to get into a new. We got the World Cup on there. You know, we never. Get, I got two other little announcements here. One was, um, I went to a Mendo versus Fort Bragg basketball game last week, and <clears throat> no, I didn't. I watched it on the on the internet. You watched it, yeah. That's right. That's right. I watched it, and um, we. It was fun. We watched the game together. Together, we were on, we, had, we had a phone line going, and we were watching the great. game together. I've never that done that fun. with anyone before. It makes yeah, sense that it, that it was you. But Mendo beat Fort Bragg. The girls lost to Tim Anderson. We're, we're talking basketball. Basketball. The girls lost to a well-coached Tim Anderson team from Fort Bragg. They beat the Mendo girls. Um, 
the the Mendo Boys JV and the Mendo Boys Varsity both won. And my point here is in to get down on Fort Bragg. My point is in in the 20 years I've been involved with Fort Bragg Mendo basketball from middle school to high school, I have never heard of Mendo beating Fort Bragg in the JV Boys and the and the Varsity Boys on the same night. I can't even remember ever winning a JV game against Fort Bragg. Yeah. So so to wrap that up to kind of give you the perspective of that, uh, we both know the coaches pretty well of that team, of Mendo's team. Yep. Uh, the head coach of Mendo, Matt Winslow, it was the first time going back to sixth grade for him in either as a player or a coach that he had ever beat Fort Bragg in a basketball game. Right. And, 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 the, and that and shows how infrequent it is. That it did you ever beat Fort Bragg from sixth grade on? Yes, one time. Eighth grade. Middle school, eighth grade. Okay. Yep. Eighth grade. And... Um, and you know, I, I did it a couple times, maybe only two or three times. Yep. Um, and it was actually right around the same era. I think it did two years in a row. So it's yep. rare, and the reason is very simply mathematical. Fort Bragg has three to four times more boys and girls in the school than Mendo, so they just you know it's easier to form a better team. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, we'll be back next week on the twenty seventh of November. It'll be our post Thanksgiving episode. Uh, of sports phone so we'll all be coming off of our food comas we look forward to doing that uh, and we'll talk to everybody next week thanks Jim righty, chair thanks for everyone that called Vince thanks again for covering for me that's it for the sports phone tonight this has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.